When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Ten twenty-three here. Ten twenty-three on uh, SENZ, and that sting that uh, John just played there is for the panel. And uh, shortly to join us, uh, Andrew Gordy of News Hub fame, and Guy Havelt, of course, from TVNZ fame. A number of uh, issues to talk to. In fact, we'll start with. Uh, Andrew Gordy this morning. Gords, good morning to you. St. Bede's old boy, I'm, I'm told. St. Bede's against Christ this morning. Uh, Winston Reid, mate. Winston Reid. Uh, it looks like he's parted with uh, West Ham on pretty good terms all round. Absolutely, Smithy. Morning to you. Morning, uh, morning to you, Guy. Um, yeah, it's um, look, it's no, no great surprise, obviously. Winston's had um, his fair share of injury troubles uh, in the last few years and has very much been... Uh, on the perimeter, had a couple of loan spells, obviously, over at, uh, over in the US um, and also with Brentford uh, as well. So no great surprise to see him released. But, man, what, what, a, what a servant. And, and um, I've got to say, Smithy, it's, it's the end of an era, really, and a pretty, pretty incredible one as well. Like the, the whole story of Winston Reid, really, um, especially for New Zealand fans, has been a pretty extraordinary run, one, really. I mean, when you consider the way that he obviously came into the All-Whites ahead of the 2010 World Cup, exploded with that, that goal against Slovakia. Um, and that's a goal that really put him on the map um, and earned uh, what was a, a, an amazing move, really, for him at the time, moving from um, Michelin, obviously, uh, in Denmark to at that point. And, and let's face it, West Ham are one of the storied clubs in, in English football, aren't they? They're not one of the big six or anything, but they are a, are a proper... English Premier League club, and um, and he he has really left his mark there, and I, I found it really fascinating, really to to look um, at some of the the feedback from the West Ham fans um, in, in response to West Ham announcing that this morning. He he is leaving that club a dead set. I, I won't say legend, but he is held in very high regard by those fans, and he has been a part of some really big moments for them in recent in recent history. Some some big goals in the Premier League, big cup goals. Um, scored actually he didn't score many goals, but he scored some pretty spectacular ones. And um, and also too he scored the last ever goal uh, at Upton Park before they moved into their new stadium. So he very much holds a, a special place in the heart of, of many West Ham fans. Um, and it will be really interesting to see where he goes next. I mean if I'm I, I, I've got I've got no inside information on this but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's still good enough to play at like championship level, um, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him potentially move back to Denmark, 
or, or possibly to Italy. Um, I know his, his wife is Italian. He has good friends um, who, who play in the Italian league as well. So I think those would be the sort of three probable options uh, from, from where I'm sitting. Guy Havelt has joined us uh, from TVNZ. No truth to the rumour that you are sponsored by the Chelsea Refinery Company. We tried to have that confirmed, but we can't get any... Um, <laughs> We can't, we can't get any confirmation of that from anyone, Guy, to be fair. <laughs> hey, I was wondering when we were going to bring up school sport, considering you've got Gordy on now with me uh, after we had Ollie Ritchie with me last time. So um, to see Beads were nowhere near the uh, rugby playoffs in Christchurch this year, that's, that's always a positive. But we won't talk about the result of the final on the weekend. Let's just, let's didn't just we, move didn't on. Didn't we top the table? Didn't we top the table, guy? I mean, we were we were we were around about, weren't we? Yeah, but you didn't make the final, and you know, it's all that matters. Oh boy, things things oh, don't change. Uh, they, they, the medicine go down. <laughs> some some things do not change, and that includes feuding and debating over America's Cup, guy. And here we go again. Uh, we've got Mr. Dumphy and Mr. Dalton. Mr. Dalton saying there's zero, basically zero substance, zero trust around this new possible bid to host it. Uh, here we go again, another chapter. Yeah, here we go again indeed, Smithy. It's, it's hard to know who to believe, really, uh, to be honest. I, what I would say is, is that I think it is about time that, that Dunphy does release who the people are that he does have in this in this team that he's putting forward to to keep the cup held in New Zealand. I think it's fair that, that Dalton needs to know that, to know what they're working with and the type of people that they're working with. In saying that, uh, I, 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 I struggle with Grant Dalton sometimes in the way that he goes about things and the way that he puts himself out there and some of the stuff that he says. Uh, he's fairly brash. Um, he he kind of runs by his own tune and, and, and really no one else can get close to him and it's his way or the highway. Uh, as I say, it, it's hard to know who to believe. What I do think is that eventually they will find the middle ground and the cup will be held in New Zealand. It doesn't look like that at the moment, but I, think, I just think that it has to be here. Otherwise, uh, the large majority of the country will fall out of love with the America's Cup if they haven't already. Uh, and, and, um, and, and, you know, we just won't care about it as much. And, and I think that, despite the fact that they've now won it back and, and then defended it here, I think that would be a lasting legacy for Grant Dalton. He won't want that. Gords, where do you where do you see this? I mean, you, you'd have to have your finger on the pulse because it's it's such a huge item when it finally happens. But boy, what do we have to go through for that to take place? I've got to say, I, I agree with many of uh, the sentiments that guys just mentioned there. Um, boy, oh boy, I reckon Kiwis are really starting to feel indifferent about the America's Cup, about Emirates Team New Zealand, um, but especially Grant Dalton. Um, He's a hard guy to like. Let's let's face it. He is a hard guy to like. Um, he 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 makes it um, he makes it very difficult, I think, to to continue loving Team New Zealand. And the, and the funny thing about about the America's Cup, Smitty, is that I think, generally speaking, Kiwis don't really care about the America's Cup apart from when the damn thing is being raced for. Um, and but when it is being raced for, it's all New Zealand cares about. I mean, we saw that last time. We've seen that every time. Um, but all of this stuff, it's this time when, you know, discussions are being held off the water, there's back and forth, there's bickering. Kiwis hate that. 
Um, but overall, my, my gut feeling on this is that is, I agree with Guy. I think ultimately this will end up uh, being race four in Auckland. And I think the overriding reason for that, that I feel that way, is because he wouldn't have extended this deadline if there wasn't a hope yep. or at least a, um, that some kind of uh, feeling from Team New Zealand and even from Grant Dalton that he feels some sort of responsibility, I think, to give New Zealand every chance to host this regatta. What I would say as well, just quickly, Smithy, is, you know, what I say about Dalton, I, I do firmly believe. But in saying that, Team New Zealand wouldn't have been a team for probably the last two, possibly even three cups if it wasn't for Grant Dalton. So while he goes about ways, uh, while he goes about things in, in ways that sometimes I, I vehemently disagree with, uh, the fact of the matter is he has kept that team afloat, whether you like it the way he's gone about it or not. He's kept the team afloat for the last three Cups, and he has to be applauded for that. But, but as I say, the, the, a lot of the legacy will rest on, on where this thing ends up. Stay with us, fellas, because uh, we've got plenty to talk about uh, after the news. Uh, and you can think about this too. This We've just had a tweet come in. You might have a, a, an opinion on this from a fellow by the name of Jamie Wall who says uh, on his tweet, why are my ears Why are my ears being polluted with Christchurch High School rugby chat at SENZ? He loved it. Um, c- consider that. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. 10.33 here as we look to continue the panel um, and uh, let's uh, go to uh, cricket at the moment. Great to hear that uh, this, the White Ferns actually picked up a win last night, uh, perhaps uh, starting to trend a little bit better for them, but uh, it hasn't been on the field that it's been uh, an issue this week. Uh, Andrew Gordy, uh, this is from Ramiz Raja. We go in the World Cup now and where we had one team in our target, basically in our sights, our neighbours India, they now add two more teams, New Zealand and England. So pick up the strength and develop a mindset that we're not going to lose because you didn't do right by us, with us, and we will avenge that in the ground. Uh, That's fighting talk. Fighting talk from an an administrator. Aggressive. Um, And I don't know that that's um, (laughs) sort of the right sort of way to be talking, to be honest, especially at a time like this. Um, Look, I, I understand why he's upset because Pakistan cricket are obviously doing everything they possibly can uh, to get cricket back up and running, alive and well, in their own country. And then something like this happens, like what has happened, obviously, to the Black Caps in the last week. Uh, and now you've got England pulling out, Australia's talking about pulling out as well, and it's all just crumbling around them. So I, I definitely understand why they're hurting. Um, but, man, some of the nonsense on social media this week, especially <laughs> in the wake of the Black Caps pulling out, has been absolutely staggering, and, and I've got to say, um, yeah, just had to had to really switch off some of the some of the garbage that um, was coming my way um, uh, for just even you know tweeting about the fact that the tour was cancelled. It's not as though it was my fault or anything, um, but all you're doing is reporting the facts, and the fact is that the tour is off. Um, it's just been absurd, and and the overreaction is is astonishing. Um, it doesn't help, I think, Smithy, and I'm keen to get the thoughts of both of you on this, um, that England have now obviously pulled out of their series, um, which was, to be honest, only a handful of games. Or and I think England were only playing a couple, uh, a couple of 20s. 20s. I mean, they can be played uh, any, any time you like. Um, but they're talking, the reason they've given is, is talking about bubble fatigue and, and whatnot and, the, and the, 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 the mental well-being of their players. Um, 
Oh, that that really stra- oh, that doesn't wash with me. I mean, if they want to come out and say, which is probably the real reason, which is there's been a there's been a threat against um, against our friends from New Zealand, and we feel like, and based on our own assessments or whatever, um, it's not an appropriate time to travel. That's that's perfectly legitimate, isn't it? Um, and and the other point too is these this constant demand to know exactly what the threat was. It's just gut like completely unrealistic. Of course no one's going to talk about exactly what uh, the threat posed was. Um, why would you give any kind of uh, credence, I suppose, to whatever anyone has, has said in an email or however that communication was made? There's absolutely no way that that sort of thing is going to be made public. So it's, it's, a, sad, it's a sad affair, um, but, geez, there's been some pretty um, unreasonable and irrational responses to the whole thing in the last week, I think. Including guy, including uh, a supposed um, kind of threat to uh, the white ferns. Uh, we don't know how credible it was, and in the end, they they basically said there wasn't a lot of substance to us. Let's just get on the get on with the game, which was fantastic in the end. But there could be uh, a trend there because uh, when is a threat not yeah. to be taken seriously? Well, this is exactly it, Smithy. I think. Unfortunately, this this might be something that we see for a while because these fans are so passionate. All they have to do is find an email address and then they can fire off whatever they want in frustration um, towards whatever country it might be, whether that's now New Zealand or England because they're so angry with them and say whatever they want and then it has to be investigated. I mean, I, I, I was talking to some people during the week, as I'm sure you both were, and they say they get threats all the time. Uh, 99.999% yeah. of them are, are deemed not, not credible, but then when one comes through that that is serious and does come from a, a credible source or, or is deemed to be something that could possibly happen, what are you supposed to do? I, I mean, I, I just think the whole thing has been disappointing. Absolutely it's been disappointing, but can you blame New Zealand cricket? I mean, what were they supposed to do? Get a credible threat right. and then go, oh, don't worry boys, we'll send you out onto the We'll send you out onto the bus and, and towards the ground, and we'll see what happens. I mean, for goodness' sake, mm. if you're a if you're a Pakistani fan sitting here right now and saying that, uh, and and thinking that what New Zealand cricket did wrong and that Pakistan is the safest country in the world, all you simply have to do is look at the fact that New Zealand that the New Zealand cricket team needed hordes and hordes of guards with AK-47s surrounded around them all the time. And that tells you that that country is not one of the safest countries in the world. I'm sorry, but those are the facts of it. And, yeah, it's disappointing, but uh, I applaud New Zealand cricket for how they've gone about it. On a better note, boys. um, Sorry, I was just going to add to that, Smithy. There's obviously been, um, I think it's been disappointing as well to hear journalists on the ground, etc., you know, basically providing a an endorsement for the country saying, oh, it's, it's perfectly safe here. There's yeah. nothing to worry about. Yeah, but you're not the one receiving the threats. You're not the one receiving mm. these emails. And, and, exactly. and actually, just um, to follow up on Guy's other point, I'm not sure that enough has actually been made about that point that, is, that has been um, sort of come to light this week, that these sorts of threats are received all the time. And, and, yeah. and I'm not talking about one or two. We're talking regularly. And if, if assessments are made on all of those threats, and obviously 99% of the time they're passed off as not credible or not something to be concerned about, when, the, when they actually get one that, and the assessment's done and they say, yeah, actually, no, this one is serious and we're going to act on that, I think New Zealand Cricket or any um, organisation for that matter is perfectly within their rights to say, you know what, we're, we're pulling this, this out and, and, and we're, not, we're not going ahead with this.
on another note, um, uh, Gords and, and Guy, for that matter, Gords first. Uh, un- unbelievable to think that the 100th encounter between the, the All Blacks and the Springboks will be played in Townsville, but that's the, uh, the, the, the world we live in at the moment. Springboks are named a very powerful side this morning. What are you most looking forward to about it, Gords? Yeah, well, certainly, Smithy, um, I think in years to come, that's going to be one hell of a quiz question, isn't it? Uh, where was the 110 between the Springboks <laughs> and the All Blacks played? Um, I've got to be honest, and, and this is going to sound borderline arrogant, but I'm, I'm just not really all that concerned about the Springboks at the moment. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure what's quite happened to them, but they just seem a shadow of the team that uh, won the World Cup only a couple of years ago. Look, they'll, they'll front up, and, I, and I'm sure they'll... They'll provide the usual physical um, physical presence up front. And the All Blacks are going to need to match that, obviously, because there has been a couple of occasions in recent years when the All Blacks have um, have not fronted up physically, and it's cost them. Um, obviously, the semi-final of the World Cup was, was one example of that. But I just think that um, I've, I've been really impressed with, uh, in particular, the All Blacks' back line uh, in the last couple of tests, um, and against the Wallabies as well. And players like Rico Ioane, like he's just grown another leg um, recently. So is his brother, for that matter. But but Rico really seems to have a have a new lease on life at the moment. And um, you know, I, I think that's where the Springboks are just going to have no answer. Um, we we saw the Wallabies last week when they got some ball. They actually they actually sought to use it, and um, they just left the the Springboks to dead in that regard. So. Um, yeah, there'll be a battle up front, but I think the this All Blacks back line will have far too much for the Springboks. Guy, do you think they might have been, uh, in terms of their game plan, the style of rugby they've been throwing at the world at the moment, they may have been possibly holding back. Do they have the ability to change? Oh, well, I'd be shocked if they did, considering what we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, I, I was actually looking back, though, at around 2017, the results... Uh, that they had in the Rugby Championships in 2017, which is, of course, at the same time in terms of the World Cup cycle as we are at the moment. Uh, and in that time, they lost two games to Argentina. Uh, they, they only won two games, sorry, in the Rugby Championship that year, both against Argentina, and they lost 57-0 to the All Blacks. So um, oh, the way things are going at the moment, perhaps it will be a similar year. Uh, they do really only, I think, largely care about the World Cup and, and everything's... everything's um, towards that and who can blame them for that I, I hope we get a better contest because largely this rugby championship has been uh, a bit disappointing so far in terms of uh, you know we, wa- we watch sport because we don't know who's going to win but 90% of the time so far in the All Blacks games anyway we have known who's going to win so uh, hopefully that changes Variety of subjects covered this morning by both uh, Guy Havelt and Andrew Gordy I thank them very much for their presence on the panel same time again tomorrow We'll have two more people with a few more subjects to talk about.